everybody. Welcome back to the cabin. I'm Sean James, and I'm the host of the My Sofa Lance podcast and YouTube channels, where I share the story of how I'm withdrawing from modern society to pursue a natural, healthy, meaningful, satisfying life, and how you can too. To join me as I build an off-grid homestead in the wilderness, complete with log cabins, an outdoor kitchen, log sauna, lumber mill, vegetable garden, fruit orchard, food forest, wildlife haven, and more. Um, I'm going to share the story here of how I went from $750,000 in debt 13 years ago from a failed business to now living a self-reliant life of my dreams. Financially independent, happy, healthy, and free. So you can tune in several times a week to hear how I'm doing it and how you can too. You'll find us on all of the major podcast platforms as well as on YouTube under My Self-Reliance and Sean James. So this episode is going to be a little bit different, but also I think one that's been a long time coming and that a lot of people have been waiting for, especially long-time viewers of the channels. Um, I think the majority of my loyal audience on YouTube has noticed over the last four years, kind of the, the uh, I would say the feeling of the channel or the type of content has changed a little bit uh, without real explanation. And uh, there's been some videos with hints of what's going on, like the neighbor issues and the fact that uh, we had to move from the old cabin property and so on. But um, I think it's clear, like the story has kind of changed. When I started the YouTube channel seven or eight years ago, I guess it's been now, um, it was kind of just my solo escapades, basically canoeing, fishing, hunting, and then decided to build the log cabin. And then from there got pretty uh, passionate about and excited about building that self-reliant lifestyle or life that I had started back in my late teens and early twenties. I'm sort of getting back to that, but I gave the impression that um, a lot of people, I think at first, especially thought that I lived alone in the wilderness, uh, especially because I titled videos that way, just, but that was more to satisfy the algorithms. And what you were seeing actually was me living alone in the wilderness and building a wilderness um, homestead. But um, my priorities have changed since then, and of course, with the recent events since uh, early 2020, the world has changed, and I think it's just the beginning of some major changes, and my <clears throat> and my uh, outlook, I think, has changed as a result of that, and my my uh, sense of urgency for creating this self-reliant lifestyle, I guess, has increased. Uh, but anyway. Starting in, uh, what, March 2020, when the pandemic hit and all the shutdowns occurred by family, we really came back together and uh, decided to work on things uh, as a family. And that included me starting this uh, new homestead build, where I am doing it all alone, uh, building that homestead alone, but um, in the background and, you know, half my time or more uh, spent, of course, with my family building a second homestead. So I think that's the big sh shock that um, people weren't expecting is that while I was working on, first of all, still the old homestead, the old cabin property, before we were kind of forced or convinced to sell it, uh, started building this second homestead as a, either a primary or secondary, but for the last four years, it's been a primary because of the uh, the pandemic. Anyway, I tell that story a little bit more in the rest of this podcast. And I'm going to continue because it kind of got cut off. Um, I think it was a good introduction just to explain the basics of what's going on and what's been going on. But I will be, like I said, but I will be, of course, uh, continuing that story 
uh, in the future on podcasts, solo podcasts like this, and on my Sean James YouTube channel. But I think also it's just, I think just coming out with this information and making it a little bit more public allows me to to film more of the other things that are going on, or to show both homesteads in a little bit more detail. So first of all, two <laughs> two messages I would like to make about that is that building resilience is not a you know it's not a, a show for me it's not a it's not sets that uh that i'm building it's a complete uh, homestead off-grid self-reliant lifestyle that i'm building not just for myself but for my family so the fact that we're doing it in two locations just makes means it's double the work you know all the people that have expressed how impressed they are with the amount of work that i do the the uh my work ethic when what and what one person is able to accomplish i've actually done double what i've shown on the channel so again i'm nothing special i'm just a regular guy with no talents and no real privileges that i haven't worked for um so my point being that you know you can do it too in other words and i think uh people underestimate what they're capable of doing and i'd like to show that uh, more so on my channels but also talk about it more on podcasts what i think people are able to accomplish if they set their minds to it and if they build community even more so and of course with family involved you can do an awful lot uh, more than i think you think you can anyway let's get into this podcast um hope you enjoy it hope you get something out of it and i hope you tune in and you come back to see me at the cabin next time so take care and see you then I'm going to talk a lot about, a lot in the coming weeks about the uh, my family relationship and where this place fits in and what, um, <laughs> what did I figure out, 186 hours, 188 hours in a week and I show you about an hour of that so like 187 hours is missing. So what I'd like to do at least for um, you guys, my loyal patrons, which I really appreciate you guys, and I feel like I haven't delivered a value for the, what you're paying per month, but I'd really like to share with you guys especially. A lot more of my private life, I said that in the beginning, and I still struggle. <laughs> I struggle with it not because, um, because I don't know what to, sh you know, what I'd like to share and, and and I'm not, it's not that I'm not capturing it, it's just that I'm trying to respect the privacy for my, of my family and what their wishes are, and especially my wife is just not interested at all in having any kind of public image. Um, like, it's already an, an issue when she goes out, she does get recognized in some places, and she doesn't like that. It just makes her feel uncomfortable, which I fully understand. I'm a private person, too. Like, the fact that I do YouTube is... Uh, really add a character for someone like myself who prefers just to stay in the background and not seek attention. I'm not looking for an ego boost or anything. If it wasn't for, you know, having a family and, and, uh, and having to provide for them and to, you know, provide for their future and add some security for our old age, my wife and I, and, you know, try to give some advantages to my daughters. If it wasn't for that, uh, YouTube would, uh, you probably sharing very little on YouTube um, other than, um, you know, things that I think would help people. So rather than 
uh, so, so in other words, it would be hard to justify spending all the time that I do filming and uploading, editing and uploading and managing if it wasn't um, paying the bills as well. Uh, so that being said, there's a kind of a parallel life that I've been leading, we've been leading uh, through for the last, I'd say, well, for four years. So we had that struggle with the neighbor in the old um, cabins, which caused us to, to sell that place. Um, but it was already getting to the point where we were looking for a better integration, uh, family-wise, and my wife and I to be able to spend more time together again. Uh, so it meant two things. One is selling our place that we raised our, our daughters and lived there for, 20, I think it was, it was exactly 20 years, I think. 2020 is when we moved into the cabin. We bought that place in, moved into it March 99, so almost 22 years. No, 20, no, 21 years. Just shy of 21 years. So we sold that place January 2nd, 2019, moved into the cabin. But in the meantime, I'd mentioned, what I pulled that video up, I'll share a link to it four years ago, I think it was like four and a half years ago, maybe, maybe would it be five years on, uh, in January, 2024, where I said, um, getting out of the stock market, um, this, you know, I, you know, learned a lot about the stock market in my last business as, as we were selling that business and learned that, uh, how corrupt it was. And I just wasn't interested in being involved in it. And that real estate was, uh, what we were going to invest, what money we were making on this channel, but also from the, selling the old place and and that uh, selling the business so we bought a couple of pieces of property back then one was uh, an eight and a half acre parcel um, that was south of here it was kind of between the cabin the old cabin and the town that uh, we raised the kids in our old house so in Hillsdale we sold that house um, so we bought this eight and a half acre parcel in order to build well, wasn't we weren't sure at the time whether it was going to be an investment, like a, kind of like a rental property or a, a legacy property or house for the family, or um, or that we would actually make that our primary residence. So we started building that, my wife and I, in uh, summer of 2019, late summer 2019, and I was clearing that lot and and uh, building the workshop on that property at that time. If you go back, you'll see the videos from that period. So I was clearing that lot and uh, building that workshop. I think building that workshop at that point, or maybe it was a little bit later. Anyway, that's where all that was going in. And then the garden area that we cleared in 2020, well, let me jump in ahead here. So we bought that property. And then a year later bought the black cabin with these you know, intent that that would be the girl's place. And so we bought that cabin and then we bought um, this parcel, this piece of hunting property. So it was a quite a big life change at the point at that time. So we put the house up for sale in 2019, that uh, house in the uh, village of 900 people that we had lived in for 21 years, put that up for sale. That sale closed in January, oh, January 2nd, 2020. My wife and I moved into the old cabin, and it was then, especially when Emily was visiting us up there, 
that we realized that's when we started having the neighbor issues. We realized they were spying on us and spreading rumors all throughout the community, but not just the local community, but also the, like the homesteading community online. So it became really apparent to us, okay, that wasn't an option. Actually, we hadn't bought this property at that point yet. Uh, we bought it later that year. Um, so that wasn't going to be an option to live on that property. So it's okay. Now we're going to have to make the eight and a half acre parcel and how we said we started building there our primary residence um, until we figured things out. So <clears throat> started building that and I'm working on the cabin, working on the workshop and uh, digging the pond because still not 100% committed to getting rid of the place, just knowing it wasn't going to be a primary residence and, and started the workshop. And then, um, yeah, so we moved in. Okay, so then that house, our whole house sold January 2nd, 2020, moved into the into the uh, cabin while we were still working on that house yeah on the eight and a half acre parcel so we're building away on that just subcontracting out the things like electrical and plumbing because that was going to be an on-grid house with full off-grid capabilities but our backup systems but an on-grid sort of on-grid had power internet like electricity internet and then we got a propane tank installed and uh, we had two wells on the property dug well or uh, drilled wells so it's water off-grid, water uh, self-sufficient, and uh, and the propane deliveries um, was for running the like a gas range in the kitchen as well as the uh, furnace. Now, anyway, backup system. That's sort of I guess the primary system if you <laughs> for insurance purposes, but uh, we heat, uh, but that. Uh, house is primarily heated with wood and has enough solar panels and backup uh, uh, solar uh, batteries to run the house as well. And it's hooked up so that you can hook up a generator. So you have a 10,000 watt Honda generator, also a portable one, so it can be moved around up to here or stay there. Uh, that runs the full or most of the all of the things that are all the critical components, of the house as well. critical components of the house as well. So that brings us to today. Oh no. Okay, so then March 2020, COVID hits, lockdown happens. My wife and I are living in the cabin. Emily's living in uh, Barrie at the time. Yeah, working, uh, doing uh, dental assisting down in Barrie, uh, living in an apartment with another girl, another woman. And then my oldest daughter, Erin, was at college down in Toronto. So COVID hits, all, everything gets shut down. The dental office is no longer operating for a while. And Aaron's school is halted. And it was a big scare. It was very overly dramatized. So it sounded like there was actually going to be deaths um, in our family. And uh, we were very nervous. So what we did, we all moved into that house in March of 2020 that we were working on. Even though it was nowhere near finished, we moved into that and then just started working on it. Now, at the same time, again, just kind of really highlighted the importance of self-reliance for our entire family. So that's where you saw Emily starting to clear that garden and make a, a garden, vegetable garden with me on that property. It's where we started doing the workshop and a chicken coop. We started um, outlining it. Mostly me, but uh, she was helping me with the gardening part of it. So, 
So that was going to be the primary residence. So it cleared a quarter of an acre, started uh, the Hugo culture melons, planted that all out, uh, the whole quarter acre of garden area. We uh, continued working on the workshop to make that a livable space, um, even a, you know something I could sleep in, which I did um, before the house was finished. Um, what else? Cutting up firewood and stuff like that. And then, yeah, working on this house, which is all stone and, and uh, wood. Uh, I think we put drywall in three rooms, just the three small bedrooms. So I wanted it to, we wanted it to be, my wife has the same aesthetic as me, by the way. So this is not me imposing on this. She had a lot to do with the, you know, the, the uh, decorating in here, even, for example. She doesn't really like the dark or the burned wood, but she does like the dark ambiance in here. But um, the house is similar. So you'll see when my podcast, for example, I set up a little podcasting office where I can edit my videos and it's all dark wood and, and uh, you know, drywall or anything in there as well and uh, wood floors and so on. It's quite rustic. The house is 1,400 square feet. So I have three small bedrooms, um, an office for my wife, uh, one living room area, the fireplace in it to heat the house and then a kitchen with a dining table um, so that's it pretty pretty basic house uh, but it's cool i really like it. it's it's quite rustic and uh, very warm as well and, and great ambiance and it's in the forest as well that's the other thing people that are criticizing me behind the scenes and spreading rumors keep saying that living in some estate um, and living in the city and that property, I've actually been hunting on, like I've been shooting my deer on that property, a lot of deer on the property, turkey, bear, uh, grouse, uh, 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 what else, um, squirrels, black squirrels. And it's got, um, and it's basically surrounded with by crown land as well. So it's almost as, if it wasn't, f could probably, well, not probably, could actually almost, well, <laughs> Can almost live off that property as well. We could definitely, although it's got a topography, doesn't really make for great gardening, as you've noticed. So, so we did build those raised beds, filled them with as much soil and compost and stuff as that we we could scrounge up. So it's growing a decent amount of food. Um, it's going to keep improving, and it produced pretty good this year. Plus, we got all the orchard trees. A lot of blueberry bushes that I've only shown you close-ups of, but it's actually quite a big area too. Probably another eighth to a quarter of an acre of fruit trees and berry plants and stuff as well around that house. So it's set up as a complete, and being set up as a completely self-sufficient homestead as well. So if we lose power, which happens a lot up in this area in the winter, um, complete, doesn't really impact us at all. We just cook on wood, cook with wood, heat with wood. Uh, run the um, electrical um, critical electrical components off the of solar power. Got a freezer there in that shed that we uh, Emily and I built. Um, freezer in there full of meat that's so completely solar powered. Solar panels on the roof and that solar power bank from Renogy that actually powers the house as well. Got the cellar underneath, although I'm not using it this year because this cellar is ready. So it's uh, it's probably we just call it a completely. Com completely self-sufficient homestead, including wild game and walking distance to a lake that I fish and catch, um, do quite well with, with fishing on. Anyway, so why this place then? 
well, we still don't like what's happening in the world. We still don't uh, trust um, that we're in a stable period and that we can just survive fine on that property. So this is kind of our shit hits the fan place and could be easily become our primary residence as well. So that's the way I'm approaching this, this cabin. So it's not just a man cave, although I spent a lot of time here without my wife. Um, it's not too far, like I can get here within an hour and a half, so I can actually go back and forth uh, when we're spending a lot of time together or want to spend the evenings and weekends together still as well. Um, she can come up here, does come up here quite often, so I'm getting, but it's not completely comfortable for her. Like nothing against her she just doesn't like things as rustic as i do and how many women actually do this is like a really cool man cave and hunt camp um and primary residence i consider it even my primary residence but for a man this is awesome or a couple who's um completely maybe younger and into the really rustic off-grid experience which is not many anyway um so it's a backup system for that so the place i'm setting it up completely for us to live in it which is why it's bigger it's why i have a full solar power system now as well it's why i'm going to have the water system set up to collect fresh rainwater to keep in the tank and have that available at all times you got the stream down there i do have the sandpoint well that i unfortunately was not able to drill or drive down into the sand because it's so hard packed in the cellar uh, but what I will do is do it in the meadow and then run a hose or pipe up from there into here. So I've got that backup system. Um, and then we can just, well, the other thing, I guess I'll show you in the next video. I haven't been showing the street, the uh, well or the, the spring where I collect the water. Um, so I will do that. I'll show you the spring where I fill up these water jugs from as well. Uh, what else? So, like a uh, game, like. To be able to produce enough food or harvest enough food, this property has it all as far as that's concerned. Um, I don't have moose tags, but eventually we will get moose tags for this area. Now, I got a calf tag, so I was able to hunt a calf here this year. But anyway, it's hard to get an adult moose tag for this area. So that's going to happen just occasionally, but infrequently with uh, three or four or five of us family members applying for moose tags here. So that means I still have to drive much further north where I can get tags to, to harvest moose. But in a pinch, I mean, an emergency situation, there's so many moose on this property or using this area that come through the property that we could easily harvest one or two without even noticing dent in the population. Not that I'm recommending that. It's just I'm talking about survival situation, emergency situation. Uh, deer, there's enough deer that we can definitely harvest Probably family-wise, I would say three or four and not impact the population too badly in the area because it's not heavily hunted for deer. It's mostly moose hunters in the area because it's challenging. And I've got it figured out. I've got the acreage. I've got a prime acreage for, for a deer. So uh, we're doing pretty good for that. I've got bear here that I've been harvesting. You saw me get the one bear this year. Now there's lots of grouse. Now there's some rabbits. There's going to end up being more rabbits as I do more of this habitat um, improvement forest management create more food for things like that and squirrels and gross so I keep working on that again I can walk or it's not it's long walk I can easily uh, ATV or snowmobile to lakes with good fishing right around us here so that's good 
public land, ground land goes on for miles in every direction. So I got uh, lots of room to roam. It's not like we're just stuck on this hundred acres. Uh, food storage in the basement, garden area that's again improving steadily. I'm this winter start clearing a spot back in the forest that will be planting a lot of wild foods that will attract the deer so it make hunting even easier and increase the population for of deer um, and just improve the habitat for all wild animals on the property so that's going in start working on that next year and that'll keep improving over time as well so fruit trees nut trees uh, berry bushes all kinds of uh, succulents things that uh, all the animals like but also that we can get food from uh, you know i'm freeing up the oak trees that are on the property so you'll have you know i'll have some nice big oaks that are not producing as many acorns as they would if i was to cut down some of the trees around them let more sunlight get to it let more nutrients and water come up from the roots that aren't being stolen by the, the other trees firewood endless supply of firewood so i'll always have heat and cooking yeah so water Abundant water, abundant food, clean air, fresh air, of course, lots of exercise. I'm a real believer in uh, mid, medium to high intensity or even low intensity, t intensity activity. So exercise, so chopping wood, all those things that I do manually are big part of it is for health. I just believe that humans are meant to keep moving. Uh, sitting at any, like a desk job is just horrible for us. So try to maintain or try to continue with as many manually operated things as possible. So that probably answers a lot of the questions. Answer, ask me more in the question, in the uh, description, of course, or send me comments or private emails or whatever. I'll answer whatever I can, but um, just thought it was time to let people know that still are trying to protect our privacy which is why i haven't shared this with you before still having people reach out and say we know where that property is we know where this property is it's uh it's concerning still have people spreading rumors you know the divorce rumors for example and the uh you know how much money what i'm financially worth and all that kind of garbage that's untrue but anyway like i said before if <laughs> the more gaps the more holes or more gaps I leave like 187 or whatever I said hours that are missing per week that I'm showing you people are going to fill in that with their own information their own guesses their own storylines so then if you don't like me at all or uh, don't like me a lot or um, they're jealous or whatever lots of reasons to dislike somebody or to wish them ill will uh, then you're going to fill those gaps in the story with nefarious things unfair things so that's what's happening a lot anyway so i'm sharing that with you guys so probably i will be sharing that on my uh podcast and and probably the at least the sean james channel as well maybe even this video we'll see how i feel about it after i edit it but um either way tell the complete story continue to tell the complete story show more of both you know sides of my life and how good my family life is and it's because of the sacrifices and compromises we both make or we all make the four of us and then uh, yeah i hope uh, you still find it interesting enough what i'm doing and what we're doing to to want to follow along mm -hmm.